you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So, Donald Trump was banned from Twitter. Was that the right thing to do? My Twitter bio says, if you don't believe in freedom of expression for those who you despise, you don't believe in it at all. That's a quote from Noam Chomsky. Note the use of the term freedom of expression, not freedom of speech. It's an important distinction. Freedom of speech is the legal, constitutional protection against criminal charges for something you say. Freedom of expression is the concept of being allowed to say something without fear of consequences. Generally speaking, freedom of expression is the concept freedom of speech is the law. Freedom of speech isn't protected so people can talk about apple pie. Nobody gives a shit about apple pie. It's there to protect people who say the most vile, disgusting things imaginable. If the protection doesn't exist for them, then it doesn't exist, period. Now, everybody has a line with this subject. Even free speech absolutists do. Right now, the legal line is you can't say something that directly leads to violence. For example, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. So here's the question. Where's your line? Where's my line? After studying cults for the better part of five years, it should be obvious that my line is based on that. I believe that you should be allowed to say anything you want up until you start spreading propaganda that has a high risk of leading to violence, including stochastic violence. Some groups that would fall into that category, the leader of the NIFB, Stephen Anderson, Trump, ISIS, and Stephen Molyneux. Groups that would not fall into this category, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, and Scientology. Although some things said by the leader of Scientology Scientology could lead to that, so I guess it would vary in their case. Even then, I don't necessarily believe you should be jailed for it. I like where the free speech laws are in the U.S. right now, though I could be convinced otherwise. I'm specifically talking about freedom of expression, deplatforming. I draw my line for deplatforming at propaganda that could lead to violence. It isn't an arbitrary gray line. Propaganda has a clear definition, and as I said, I've spent the better part of five years defining it on my channel. I believe if you're propagandizing to people, being deplatformed is justified. And as we all know, Trump was the king of propaganda. The only reason things didn't get worse than they did on January 6th, when rioters stormed the Capitol building, is because he still hasn't realized his true potential as their cult leader. So yes, I believe in deplatforming in some very narrow specific cases, and this case applies. Our old bud Michelle Bachman is at it again. Holy hell, Republican extremists are disintegrating since Trump basically has no path to victory anymore. It's very entertaining. Don't get me wrong, lives were lost on January 6th. That is unacceptable. There is nothing worth gaining if the cost is human life. But property damage, on the other hand, I still consider that violence. But honestly, buildings can be repaired. Rooms can be cleaned. That's a recoverable loss if the property damage done by extremist Trump supporters means that the world sees them for what they really are. I'll take it. I'll gladly pay for the cleanup out of my own taxes. But this should serve as a good object lesson in what it looks like when somebody you disagree with destroys property. This is why violence isn't the answer, because it makes you look like the extremist that you are. People are less willing to listen to you when you do this kind of thing, except for one group of people fellow extremists. Michelle Bachman put out a video talking about the insurrection on the state capitol. She said, quote, 
This is a coup. Don't think for a minute these were Trump people. That is not what you saw today. These were paid rabble-rousers paid to put together a coup, end quote. Every time the extreme right loses the narrative like this, they try to regain it with an argument, and they use the firehose propaganda technique to spread it out until it's eventually accepted as fact. When Trump was being investigated for collusion with Russia, they repeated, collusion is not a crime, and Russiagate is fake, over and over and over again. The trick is repetition. The more people hear something said, the more they believe it. There have been studies done on this. That's why removing Trump from Twitter is so important. You're shutting off the propagandistic firehose of disinformation, at least one element of it. But we've still got people spreading disinformation for him, like Michelle Bachman, Franklin Graham, and every evangelical extremist out there. The best we can do is limit the reach of the propaganda. Eventually, it'll die in mainstream discussion, and it'll be relegated to extremist corners of the internet, where they'll use it to build enthusiasm among remaining extremists through the persecution complex. Good riddance, Trump, and many of your extremist accomplices. Guess who's back in the news? Our old buddy Kat Kerr. You guys remember her, right? She claims she goes to heaven on a regular basis to hang out with God. She claimed the angels call Joe Biden Sleepy Joe. She says God told her that his plan is to install Trump as a de facto dictator. She said he'd win the election in a landslide. And when that didn't happen, she had to explain that landslide actually means the exact opposite of landslide, and then blamed her audience for misunderstanding what she meant. Turns out he didn't win at all. So what did she have to say for herself after coming face to face with her own failure, she said, well, Jesus Christ, dude, there's just no way to communicate it myself. Before we watch the clip, remember, this woman calls herself a prophetess. These are supposed to be God's words coming from her mouth. She's basically claiming to write new scripture here. Like, she believes the words that she's about to say belong in the Bible. The book of Kerr, chapter 2, verse 3 or something. Let's watch. Can you not stand and not turn to the left? and give yourself as a partner to the evil that wants to take this land. Well, I say no, it will not happen. It will end and it will be done because I say it will be done. Watch my hand move. Now that man is done with their process, I will put my show on and no one will ever forget when that happens. So, yeah, she's coming completely unhinged now that she's being forced to face her delusion head-on. Honestly, the anger she's conveying right now is being felt across the Trumpist world. This isn't a unique perspective. These people are unhinged. I don't say that lightly. I mean, they've lost touch with reality, and they're ready to get violent for the cause. We watched it happen the other day on the Capitol building, and they've said, this is just the beginning. How long before we start taking them at their word? A while back, we talked about Representative Derek Evans, a Republican House member from my own state, West Virginia. He got in a little trouble a while back for going to the women's clinic in the Capitol, Charleston, and harassing people. They filed a restraining order against him, and lo and behold, he violated the restraining order. There's a whole podcast clip out there about it. If you're curious about exactly what happened, give it a watch. That's not what this one's about. He's back in the news. A Republican representative, a government official, stormed the federal Capitol building in Washington, D.C. during the armed insurrection on January 6th. Not only that, but he was live-streaming it! Seriously! How stupid can these extremists be? If you're going to break multiple federal laws, at least turn your fucking phone off while you do it. Damn! 
Anyways, he posted a video to Facebook. According to a New York Times article, quote, Mr. Evans, who was elected as a Republican state delegate in November, posted several videos from the events of that day, both narrating and joining in Stop the Steal chants with throngs of other Trump supporters. In the video that was deleted, he is among the crowd that shoved up against a door at the Capitol's east front, some chanting and others loudly singing the national anthem. Those at the front appear to be trying to get inside while Mr. Evans gives a running commentary on the attempts. We're going in, he says, at one point turning the camera to show himself where wearing a helmet, end quote. But it doesn't stop there. Oh no, it gets even better. We have video footage of him being arrested by the FBI for his participation in the insurrection. Check this out. Anything you want to say on his behalf? He's a fine man. And thank you, Mr. Trump, for inviting a ride at the White House. And you're his grandmother? I'm his grandmother. This was presented to me as the footage of him being arrested, but I can't really tell if it's him because he's wearing a hoodie. Either way, it's fucking glorious. So here's my next question. Is he going to be removed from office? He should be. He participated in an armed insurrection and a violent political coup to overthrow the rightful winner of an election. Anybody who participated or aided and abetted those efforts in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion, should be removed from office. Period. But here's an interesting little factoid I encountered recently. Recently. In many states, felons aren't allowed to vote, but they can run for president. How about that? You can hold political office as a felon, but in many cases, you can't even vote. So will this treasonous felon lose his right to participate in the political process? Probably only if he's voting. Update. He was not removed from office, but he resigned. Good enough, I guess. At least he isn't a political leader anymore. Hopefully this destroyed his political career permanently. Pastor Greg Locke is not doing well right now. He is completely losing his mind since Trump has absolutely no path to victory. And it's fascinating to watch. He put out a video to his congregation right before the armed insurrection on the Capitol building. Here's what he had to say. I, they think they got this whole thing wrapped up. I don't care what happens on the 6th, and I don't care what happens on the 20th. I'm going to tell you something. God Almighty is about to dethrone Nancy Pelosi. It's about to happen. He's about to dethrone that mongrel. About to dethrone that woman. I'm telling you right now, if New York doesn't repent, if New York doesn't turn around, if New York doesn't get right with God, if New York don't recall that crazy, wicked, vile mayor and governor they got, you better know something. God's going to reach up. He's going to destroy that place. It's going to be desolate. It's going to be laid waste. And I'm telling you, if we do not get right with God in 2021, we ain't going to get another space of grace. This is it right here. This is it. This is it. If you can't tell, he fucking hates Nancy Pelosi. I'm really not sure what he thinks is going to happen here. By this point in time, he knew that the Democrats were going to control the House of Representatives for at least the next two years, and that Nancy Pelosi was going to be the Speaker of the House. What does he think God's going to do? He knows God doesn't perform direct miracles on Earth today. Like most Christians, I assume Greg Locke believes that God uses his warriors, aka Christians, to do his will on Earth. So if God wants to make sure somebody in the congregation is taken care of, 
have, he'll have his people share some of their money and supplies. Money and supplies aren't going to magically appear in their pockets. So I can only assume, based on his rhetoric and the preaching we saw just now, that he believes that Pelosi is going to be quote-unquote taken out of office by loyal Trump supporters. Or I mean Christians. Damn! Freudian slip. He's been known for his violent rhetoric before. In fact, I took a look at his Twitter account after the armed insurrection and it was a sight to see. Take a look at this. You had a good long run, Republicans, but you're done. Game over. You're as useless and disloyal as the leftist Democrats. Patriots will handle it from here. Oh shit, do you think this is a hint that he intends to create his own political party? Of course not. It's a thinly veiled call to violent action. Here's another. There's a reason that they're purging and censoring social media accounts. They got caught and they know that major exposure is coming. Truth is going to win. Make no mistake about that. Okay, well that one's kind of strange. I got the impression they were deplatforming extremists because Twitter feels it's time to start the process of denazification, like we saw after World War II, banning propagandistic symbolism and rhetoric in public. And guess what? It works. Every time. That's why people throw such a fit about it when it happens. If it was a useless gesture, then they'd ignore it. Here's another tweet. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Okay, uh, I don't think that's accurate. Pretty sure that's the exact opposite of accurate, actually. Is this like a Bible quote or something? I hope he doesn't walk into a firefight with this assumption under his belt. His tweets get progressively more unhinged as time goes on. Here's the next one. God said in the last days he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Get ready, church, and awaken is here. Fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Is anybody else disturbed by where this is going? Seriously. These people are extremists and cult members. We're gonna have to do something about this. Address it as a society. I'm not really sure what to do, outside of what the major social media networks are already doing. Deplatforming them. And what my fellow YouTubers are doing. Exposing and debunking them. Before we take a look at all that, let's listen to some voicemails. Don't forget, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. Hey, this is Owen. If you're comfortable, leave your first name and state at the sound of the tiny truck backing up. Hey, Owen, what's up? Listen, it's Stein calling from New Jersey. It's been a while. I've been checking out your boy, what's his name, uh, uh, Pastor, um, hmm, that guy from Tennessee, um, Pastor Locke. Yeah, Greg Locke. Um, I'm an atheist, by the way, but I've been listening to his videos, and I kind of like him. Even though he's a nut, I, I do agree, but something about his southern accent and his handsome looks kind of turned me on. You know what I mean, I think he means well, okay, but like like all the Christians, they're, they're kind of misguided by the religion. Okay. Interesting. Um he turns you on you say i can't say he does the same for me um i mean i understand the guy's got a southern accent and he appeals to a certain subset of people but that's kind of how it's worked throughout history with cults isn't it cult leaders are traditionally very charismatic and i have to say greg Locke is the leader of a cult a destructive cult no joke i don't know if you've seen this i don't know if it releases before this clip will or not but i did a video recently about greg Locke. i did one on my main channel a while back and i'm doing another one soon about his tweet since donald trump's you know seditious insurrection He's honestly a monster and very misguided, as you said, but it, it, it goes beyond that. 
the guy's got deep issues. Anyways, you may find it interesting to watch the clips that I put out about him on my main channel. I found them interesting. Hey, Owen, this is Michael from Orlando, Florida. Love the channel. I had a quick question about multi-level marketing and pyramid schemes. I've been doing a lot of research and they fascinate me so much. Uh, I was curious about how you think the bite model could be applied to these pyramid schemes. Uh, I've noticed in a lot of their pitch meetings, they use similar tactics that some cults do, um, information control, um, manipulating facts, uh, preying on the vulnerable, the poor, minority groups. And I just was wondering if you'd ever thought about how these types of businesses uh, could be applied to, to the, the bite model. I really appreciate everything you do, and uh, have a good one. That's actually a really interesting question. As you probably know, I assume you know, but for anybody who doesn't know, Stephen Hassan is the one who wrote the Byte model, and he has focused on a number of different things in his career, one of which is multi-level marketing schemes and pyramid schemes. He also focuses on human trafficking and traditional cults like I do and things like that. But he's talked a little bit about uh, various different multi-level marketing schemes. I've also talked about it to some degree. I was on Vice Rhino's YouTube channel recently. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's pretty cool. I think he's got 60,000 subscribers now or somewhere in that area. He was actually in a mar multi-level marketing scheme at one point. He was in an MLM. And he and I sat down and went through the bite model and compared each point to the group that he was a part of and talked about how it operated like a cult and what it did to people's personalities and things like that. You may consider giving his video a look. It was pretty interesting, and it just released not that long ago. Hey, Owen. Uh, Long-time fan here. Uh, Campbell from Chicago. Uh, this might, at the risk of... This being a too much of a personal question, uh, I was I was wondering, um, what is there anything keeping you in West Virginia? I mean, it, it, given your belief system, I, I can't imagine that it it being ter too terrible. Fuck! I'm gonna call back when I can talk. No, I I get the idea. I get I get what you're asking. Uh, feel free to call back in though if you want to add to it. But I I get what you're asking. Why am I in such a regressive red state as a progressive, basically? And the answer to that is I actually grew up in Connecticut when I was little, and when I was like eight years old or something. My parents moved to West Virginia because this is where my dad originally grew up. And I basically lived here ever since for the most part. Although I moved to Atlanta, Georgia for a short time in my teens. And then I moved to Florida when I was around 22 or 23 years old. Then I moved back. The reason that I'm still here, the reason that I moved back in the first place after going to Florida, is because I have family here. Not blood family, but my daughter's family. They took me in and took care of me when I got kicked out uh, because I left Jehovah's Witnesses. And they have always been there for me, no matter what. They have always been there to support me. So I am here to support them now that they're in their old age. That being said, it looks like I am most likely going to be moving from West Virginia pretty soon. 
I'm going to hopefully be moving to New York City. We'll see what happens. That's the plan currently. Although after looking at houses and things like that in New York City, I can tell you that one other tangible benefit to living in West Virginia rather than New York City is the cost of living. My income is not tied to the area that I live in. I would make the same amount of money no matter where I moved, West Virginia or Canada or New York City or anywhere. It doesn't matter. YouTube and Etsy pay the same amount no matter what state you're in. So the, the biggest benefit to living in West Virginia right now is the cost of living is co comparably very low compared to other states or even other countries. West Virginia is one of the least expensive places to live. So that has worked to my benefit, and that is why I am still here. But I am looking at getting out of here at some point in the near future. When we come back, we're going to talk about Michelle Bachman responding to the Capitol insurrection. So give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So the first article I wanted to take a look at is entitled Michelle Bachman and Franklin Graham Won't Blame Conservatives for Capital Coup. As I'm sure most of you guys have heard by now, there was a an insurrection on the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. It's everywhere right now. They're talking about impeaching Donald Trump over it and stuff like that because he did outright encourage this situation i mean his friends and family his his personal lawyer rudy giuliani they all outright called for violence at their demonstrations and their speeches to this mob before they reached the capitol building and sure enough they went to the capitol building and guess what happened violence ensued it was a big ugly mess i'm sure you guys already know about it and if you don't, I put out some stuff about it on my main channel, so go check that out. But, of course, as expected, Michelle Bachman is denying reality, denying that this is what took place. Let's read the article and see what she had to say about it. The usual brand of Trump-worshipping Christian sycophants were still at it last night following the right-wing insurrection, falsely claiming that the siege of the Capitol was the result of left-wing agitators. During a prayer call last night, former Minnesota Congresswoman Michelle Bachman blamed paid rabble-rousers rather than the very kind of activists she spent years appealing to. Let's watch this clip from Michelle Bachman, see exactly what this nutbag had to say. This is a, this is a cool... Don't think for a minute that these were nasty, naughty, ridiculous, hillbilly Trump people. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, nobody ever said anything about them being hillbilly. Why did she call them hillbillies? That's kind of funny, isn't it? Nobody ever said hillbilly. Did anybody say hillbilly? Why is she calling them hillbillies? I think that's hilarious. She just kind of played her hand there, didn't she, a little bit? Is it just me? Hillbilly Trump people. That is not what you saw. 
today. These were paid rabble rousers, paid to put together a coup. Now okay, that's, that's a claim, right? She just claimed that the coup attempt on the Capitol was instigated by basically Antifa, right? That's basically what Trump is saying right now and what, what his little sycophants are saying. That's a possibility. Not discounting that possibility, but you know what we need to know for sure. We need evidence. And that's something that we have in short supply right now. The FBI came out and said when the Minneapolis police station was burned down, there were right-wing agitators pushing it toward that and may have even lit the fire. I don't remember. I don't want to say for sure because I don't have the data right in front of me, but the FBI at the very least came out and said there were right-wing agitators involved in some of the BLM protests trying to push things toward violence. That's a piece of evidence. The FBI coming out and saying that is a piece of evidence. What evidence do we have that Antifa or, or whatever was involved in the Capitol uh, insurrection? Zero. We have zero. None. The FBI has not come out and said that. Not discounting the possibility that they might at some point. Who knows? I don't fucking know. I'm not an FBI agent. But up to this moment, she's lying. She's lying and propagandizing and trying to twist the narrative to make things more favorable to her side. Maybe in two months we'll have more information and she will be proven to have been right all along. Who fucking knows? But right now she's not right. And if she is right two months down the line, it was only by happenstance, not because she knew what she was talking about. Let's keep listening to her. Here's the good news. Like Jim said, newsflash, God is still on its throne. Newsflash. For six months, we saw the greatest outpouring of prayer and fasting for this nation that I have ever seen in any election. And where's that gotten us? Has that helped us much? How's this country doing? Are we closer together as a country? Are we stronger as a country because God's still on the throne? Because those prayer warriors were taking part in their praying or whatever the fuck it is they do no this country's a fucking train wreck right now thanks to donald trump my issue isn't with conservatives or conservatism conservatives and i we have disagreements and i believe that disagreements are okay i believe that debate and discussion are at the heart of democracy I believe that we should be able to talk about things and work through it together. That's not something that Donald Trump has ever stood for. I have a problem with Donald Trump very specifically, not with conservatives or conservatism, although I do have issues with that stuff too. My issue is with Donald Trump and Trumpists, Trump cult members. Let's keep listening to her. Uh, she only has a second left anyway. The church rose up, the church prayed, the church fasted, the church did what it was supposed to do. And has that made anything better? Has that made anybody's lives better at all? Are we in a better place now than we were four years ago? I said this four years ago, 2016, when Trump got elected. Republicans controlled the entire government. They controlled the House of Representatives. Uh, Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House, Republican. They controlled the Senate, 
and they controlled the Supreme Court because the Senate, Mitch McConnell specifically, delayed and delayed and delayed and refused to put Merrick Garland up for a vote in the Senate. He refused to let Obama fill that empty seat, the Scalia seat. So when Trump entered office, they controlled all four pieces of government. They controlled the House of Representatives, the Senate, the Supreme Court, and the presidency. And after that, 2018, they controlled all of that except the House of Representatives. They didn't control that. So they have controlled, Republicans that is, Trump specifically, have controlled basically the entire government for the past four years, on and off. Are we in a better place now than we were four years ago? That's the question that I wanted to ask four years ago when he took office. We will see America remade in the image of conservatism, in the image of the Republican Party, in the image of Trump. This America that we're in right now at this moment, this is what Donald Trump wanted it to be. If it's not, then he sat around on his fat ass and did nothing for four years. He had all the power, held all the cards. Is this what he wanted? Let's get back to the article by Hammond Mehta. This is from the video we just watched. Quote, the members I was with tonight are angry with President Trump tonight, she said. They are spouting the false narrative. Bachman claimed without evidence that paid rabble-rousers had stormed the U.S. Capitol and said it was all part of a coup. This is Hemet Mehta speaking. Evangelist Franklin Graham echoed the same lie, but went even further, suggesting to religion news service that Antifa was to blame. I got the impression that that's what Bachman was implying. I guess Bachman just said it was paid rabble-rousers, didn't get as specific as Antifa. This is Franklin Graham from Religion News Service. Quote, They have a right to protest, to tell people to go home. It's not for me to decide that. The people who broke the windows in the Capitol did not look like the people out there demonstrating. Most likely it was Antifa. For people busting windows, they need to go home. But for people standing out there peacefully holding flags and protesting, they have every right to do that. Completely ridiculous to claim that it was anybody except who we saw with our own two eyes. We saw Trump supporters wearing MAGA hats out there causing death and destruction. They're going off the script and trying to force blame onto somebody else because they don't like the results of what happened. Let's keep reading. This is Hemet Mehta. We wouldn't be having this discussion if people were just holding flags. They sieged the Capitol, egged on by Donald Trump, and Franklin Graham has spent four years defending Trump's lies and corruption and pretending that every criticism of him is a form of anti-Christian persecution. He can't even bring himself to denounce Trump when there's violence and vandalism in his name being carried out by their shared supporters. Franklin Graham is Christian nationalism in a nutshell. He'll do anything to enact a socially conservative agenda, using Jesus as a tool to accumulate that power, then ignoring everyone's subsequent suffering. He doesn't give a shit about the capital or democracy. He'll gleefully set this world on fire because he believes he'll be rewarded in the afterlife. That's really the most disturbing part about this whole thing, isn't it? The fact that these people really don't care what happens to you or to the United States or to anything else. And in fact, there is a silver lining behind every mushroom cloud, to quote Sam Harris. They want to see death and destruction because it means Armageddon is closer and heaven 
is that much closer for them. How fucking disturbing is that? How do you build a society on, on that notion? How do you build a society on that? How do you build a society with people who believe that society's destruction is a good thing? How do you do it? It's fucking disturbing. Pastor Robert Jeffress, who's been a regular on the Fox News circuit, didn't go quite that far, but he still created a false equivalence between Antifa and angry Republicans. I actually found this extremely fascinating, what Robert Jeffress said. Um, you guys probably know Robert Jeffress, because I've talked about this guy before, like a billion times. I love following this fucking nutcase. So this is Robert Jeffress's tweet on the subject. Disobeying and assaulting police is a sin whether it's done by Antifa or angry Republicans. Fascinating. That's true, there is a false equivalency to be had here. But this tweet, I believe, from Robert Jeffress was probably more directed at Republicans than the left or whatever. I think Robert Jeffress has basically turned on Trump at this point. Jeffress wrote an op-ed on the Fox News website, I think, about how he's going to stand behind President Biden because his success is the country's success and things like that. It was a big fucking deal. And I did a, a clip about that a while back, maybe a month or two ago, I don't remember, after the election anyways. But this tweet, as true as it is that it's creating a false equivalence, this cuts deep for Republicans who are reading it. This cuts deep for his congregation members that are reading this. Because he is basically telling them, you are no better than the enemy than we have sworn to fight if you take part in this or approve of it in any way. And here we are. Here we are. They are approving of this and trying to defend it. I mean, look at what Michelle Bachman was saying. So the fact that Robert Jeffress said this, disobeying and assaulting police is a sin, whether it's done by Antifa or angry Republicans, that's true, he's creating a false equivalence, but I think there's a little bit more here than, than it seems on the surface. It's actually a really big fucking deal that he said that in the first place. Anyway, let's keep reading the article. The rioters were in D.C. for a Trump rally meant to overturn the election results. They went to the Capitol because Trump told them to do it. They broke in and destroyed things while Trump said nothing of substance. They believe the election was fraudulent because Trump and other Republicans and right-wing media outlets have perpetuated that lie for weeks. And even that comes after years of pretending they're victims of persecution. The persecution complex is an important part of any cult. You have to have the persecution complex. You have to have that sense of injustice. You rally troops with that. They will always have this sense of injustice, no matter what. It's built into the fucking structure of the religion, structure of the belief system. Shouldn't have said religion, I'm sorry. It's built into the structure of the belief system. And Trump uses that persecution complex at every opportunity. This is the last paragraph. The rest of us live in reality, but those rioters with tacit support from white evangelical Christians who have been telling their people for years that Trump and God are on the same side and a political loss may as well mark the end of their faith. I was actually reading something called the Donald.Win recently. I don't know if you guys know of that website, but it's, um, it's, it, it's under surveillance by the FBI right now. The Donald.Win. Fascinating read. Fascinating read. People... Up until 
you know, a few days ago at the very least, up until people started getting visited by FBI agents on that website, people were actually planning terrorist plots, basically. They were planning terrorist actions on that website openly. Of course, the FBI is involved now in visiting some of the people on the list, so that's calmed down heavily. But reading some of the things that they've said on that website, it's just such a fascinating glimpse into their headspace. It's the closest you'll ever get to like a cult message board. Completely open, unprotected cult message board. It's kind of a shame in many ways that it's that they're basically censoring themselves now that the FBI is involved. Because getting that glimpse into the headspace like that is just something that you can't find anywhere else. Luckily, I saved some of the posts, so hopefully over time I'll get to go through some of the comments and the posts and stuff on there just to get an idea of you know how they feel and what, what they think and stuff like that. But one of the people, one of the posts on there, you know what? This is going to be a long podcast, but I feel like it's worth it. I'm going to pull this up. Hang on. Okay, so this is the Donald.win. This is one of the posts they put out immediately after. So after the riot took place at the Capitol, Trump came out and said, uh, he basically denounced the rioters. He was like, okay, and we're going to have this peaceful transition and those rioters aren't Americans and they don't represent Americans, blah, 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 all that other shit, right? So I went to the Donald.win out of curiosity to see what they were saying about this. And this is the post. They said, stop saying 2022 and 2024. Stop it. Normally, I just lurk. I think this is the second time I've actually logged in, but I have watched the Donald ever since it was formed on Reddit. I just think something needs to be said. I'm no doomer. I've kept hope this entire time. Never once doubted POTUS. Oh, by the way, on the Donald, usually they refer to him as Geotus also. This is an anomaly calling him POTUS. G-E-O-T-U-S, God Emperor of the United States. Unironically call him that. That's not a joke. Watching the message from President Trump tonight certainly made me feel like I just got dumped, and I disagree with just about everything he said for once. There is nothing more patriotic than what I saw at the Capitol. But I still have hope. Not that he's going to do anything, but that patriots across the country will. But it isn't for 2022 or 2024. There's no hope there. Stop laying down and taking it like a bitch. This is why we lost, because every time we get fucked, people say, we'll get them next time. No, we won't, because they don't play fair. Do you really think 2022 or 2024 will matter in the slightest? We will never have another fair election again. These people don't live in the same reality as us. Seriously. They don't live in in reality. With their new power, they will ensure that they have control over every election going forward, and the only people to win are the ones they choose. It's now or never. If you want your country back, this is the last chance we have. If this isn't turned around, we'll never be free again. They'll open the borders, they'll take the guns, they'll put our children on hormone blockers, they'll put people in jail for speech, they'll slowly kill off the ones that become a problem for them. You've seen this. You know how the Democrats work. They are sick and they are perverts. They are evil people that have a warped view of the world. Every city they touch burns. We are in for hell on earth. My generation is going to suffer if the world goes in this direction. My point here is simply this. You can't rely on democracy when one side cheats and the other side thinks they're too good to cheat. 
So I guess he's saying one side cheats, which is the Democrats, and the other side, Republicans, they're too good to cheat. They're above cheating, according to this, this person. Jesus, dude. What is going through these people's minds? How, how did they get to this point? I study cults for a living, and this is a fucking enigma to me. We aren't going to win any election ever again because they will control the votes. I'm not a doomer. That's just reality. This is our last stand. Start coming up with real solutions. What can we legally do, if anything? But stop telling people we can win another election. It's moronic. Side note, I feel pretty badass having my second post ever get sticky tonight. Wow, thanks. Just felt an, it, need, it needed to be made clear. Now, as I said, um, they have mostly stopped planning violent terrorist attacks on here for the most part. But uh, this, this post may have been before they stopped planning that stuff. So I'm going to read the comments in a second, and we're going to see if there are any, um, you know, violent suggestions. I don't think people are truly understanding the gravity of what's happened. A group has successfully stolen all three branches of our federal government through fraud and threats. There are no more checks and balances to power. Everything they ever wanted to change about our country down to the very Constitution is going to happen unopposed. It's going to take an armed revolution to end it, and I really do not believe people even here are ready to accept that. Here's another person. Not only did they steal it, the courts approved, the state legislatures allowed it, and the Supreme Court refused to even hear the case. The ammo box is the only way out. We need to do it without warning so they don't have time to get to the tunnels. Fall like a thunderbolt, as they say. January 6th was the last chance. You've heard about the defenses they're building. What the fuck do you expect to do now? This was posted on January 7th, so three days ago from when this stream was produced. Probably a week or so ago by the time people on YouTube are seeing this. Turn their empire into an empire of dirt by secession and nullification. Secession will lead to invasion, unfortunately. Hence why I keep pointing out that Texas is the only state that has a military. My cousin is in the Texas Navy lol. Nah, I'll say exactly what I think and no. Fact. Trump will not be inaugurated on January 20th. Conclusion. I will never vote again unless Trump runs in the future. Even if it's pointless, I'll still do it out of gratitude for his service, if and when that time comes. Until then, stop denying reality. Lintards? Lint? I guess he meant libtards. It's sad. If we all move to Texas to defend it, we won't be fighting the U.S., but OWG. I, I don't know what OWG means. Maybe that's code or something. Who's invading who? You think the communists will invade Texas? Let me just search for the word Jew. Oh, good. look at that. Somebody's talking about Jews on here. Let's see what it says. Holy fuck, dude. These people live in a different reality. No joke. Uh, <laughs> Texas property futures are through the roof, probably. Oklahoma is a safer bet. Smaller and is less populated. Indians there are conservative because oil. No blacks, no Jews. I guess they're outlining no blacks and no Jews as like an ideal situation. Like, I want this. This is awesome. Great. Let's have this. That's what this person is saying. Great start. Fracture the team. Still falling for uniparty kabuki while talking about unseating them. I'm a Jew. I have news for you. My people are more responsible for what happened to us than anyone else on this planet. Holy shit, dude. Holy shit. Based, this person says. 
And if you turn that into a per capita basis, it gets really startling. Oh my God, dude. I am also a Jew. There were many Jews and blacks in D.C. yesterday fighting for a country they believe in. STFU. Also a full-on Trumper Jew here. Wow, dude. This, I, honestly, I don't even know, like, where to go with these people. Like, there is a cancer growing in the United States right now. And it is full-blown mainstream. All I can do at this point is look for a solution. So what do we do to solve this problem? How do we solve this problem? I've been talking about this for a couple of months now. The solution, in my opinion, is denazification. It is what the United States and the Soviet Union worked together to do in Germany after World War II. Denazification. They put up the Nuremberg trials. They put anybody who was directly responsible for atrocities on trial. And after that, they banned any rhetoric or symbols or anything like that related to the Nazi party. You weren't allowed to have that shit in public. And over time, eventually, that truncated any chance, that destroyed the, the chance of the party recruiting new people because they're not allowed to do it in public anymore. This group of people in Germany were killing people, and it needed to be done for society's safety. So what we're seeing in the United States now is the process of denazification. Twitter banned Donald Trump and a bunch of people who have said, you know, violent things in, in support of Trump. Uh, Facebook banned him, YouTube banned him, everybody has banned Donald Trump. They are truncating his ability to recruit new members. That's what's happening right now in the U.S. This is a far more serious situation than a lot of people realize. I'm just glad that he didn't win another four years because, I, honestly, I can't even imagine what, it, what the U.S. would look like. Eight years into a presidency where the president is a full-blown cult leader and finally realizes his true potential as such. Let's take a look at Super Chats. The biggest of Chungai. In your opinion, what does the Venn diagram of religious extremists and conspiracy theorists look like, and why do you think they seem to be so codependent? That's a really interesting question. I feel like what does the Venn diagram look like is an objective question with an objective answer that we could go in search of if I had more time. But there is obvious o overlap. There is overlap. We know that. I think that there's overlap because once you allow yourself the leeway to start believing in something with no evidence, it's easy to invite that mindset in for other things. That's my suspicion with it, but I would have to do more reading and research on it. Sometimes conspiracy theories get intertwined re with religion seamlessly. Like, sometimes you'll find religions take on conspiracy theories. For example, the Heaven's Gate cult, you guys probably know of that one. Uh, there were, I think, 39 deaths back in, like, the... In 1997, I believe. The night of March 26th, 1997, there was a mass exodus that happened. And they had these Christian beliefs, but their belief system was more about aliens and UFOs than Christianity. They were called a UFO cult, not a Christian cult. And... 
that is like a perfect example of a religion that was seamlessly integrated with a conspiracy theory. QAnon is another good one. There's this big belief in this guy, Q, who posts this stuff and he works in the government and has all the secret information and he's claiming that Trump is protecting us from these people and the storm and blah, 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 all this other nut like nonsense. And for some reason, Christian pastors are all over the QAnon conspiracy theory. Like, I don't know what the attraction is. My best guess is they're just more willing to accept information without evidence because they're already doing it for their religious beliefs. Emily Lyra Abbott, never sent a super chat before, which you deserve it, keeping my eyes on apostate refuge too. I appreciate that. I actually got the business license, the actual paper for apostate refuge just the other day, but we're still waiting to hear information from the IRS. So not moving forward with it until the IRS approves it. I just want to do everything the right way and above board. Stampede122, kind of jumping the point here. Happy Sunday. Well, thank you. I noticed you said slash Monday, but that's inaccurate. It's Sunday, so. Oh, my God. You know what happened to me the other day? Vice Rhino released a video, like a collab with me, right? And on that video, there was this dude who was getting really upset with me and saying he refuses to watch me anymore because I'm a time zone denier. And he was dead serious. He was dead serious. He said that I'm irrational. I'm just like a flat earther. He calmly and nicely tried to explain to me that there are time zones and that it's not the same time here as it is there on the earth. And I got hostile and aggressive with him and said that it's Sunday everywhere on the planet. And that's when he threw his hands up and he was done with me. Dude, this is an inside joke. I thought everybody understood that it was just a joke. I'm not a time zone denier. Woo! Okay, that was interesting. Zolfner, I can tell you how we feel and think. Oh, you can. You can tell me how the people on the Donald.win feel and think. I really don't know where their heads are at, and I don't know where yours is anymore either. Kevin Slims, 30 years of people like Joe Scarborough, Michael Steele, Lindsey Graham, feeding them soft bigotry, homophobia, and xenophobia is how we got here. Yeah, that's a fair point. Joe LaFaro. It's funny how the right thinks we're coming to kill them. That's what I'm afraid of from them, right? Seriously, where are their heads, dude? I just do not get it. Like, you guys sat here and read through that shit with me, and it it, it gets weird. Seriously, that's one post. I think I saved, um, how many did I save? I've been saving posts for the past week, maybe? And I have at least 12 from the 7th, um, 8 from the 8th, 1 from the 9th and then two from the 10th. So yeah, that's what I've got. Saved a bunch of them. It's a shame that I didn't get to save more before they started clamming up, knowing the FBI is trolling. Zolfner, but I think it's stupid that Trump has been banned, but it's within the rights of a private business, doesn't violate the Constitution. Good point, solid point. Although I don't think it was stupid, it's the process of denazification. It is what we have to go through to get rid of an extremist group in the US right now, sadly. Ramba, I binge watched hours of cat cur videos one time. She's nuts, but I still find it fascinating. I don't know why. Thank you for your videos. I enjoy your content. Oh, we'll be getting into cat cur next. That's gonna be an interesting one for sure. When we come back, we're gonna talk about cat cur coming face to face with her own delusion. So give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. 
you're listening to the Telltale channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. So the next article I wanted to take a look at is entitled Prophetess Cat Car. Oh, Cat Car. It's Cat Kerr. This is a spelling error. I should probably message the guy who wrote this about that. Prophetess Cat Kerr scrambles to salvage her false election prophecies. Before we read the article, I wanted to catch you guys up on who Cat Kerr is. So I went back and pulled up one of the clips that I had from her about just some random shit. This is the last clip I think I did with Kat Kerr. It was about Trump being elected. It was about the election results, I think. So at this point when this video came out, I believe that Trump had lost, but it was, a, it was seemingly a lot closer. He hadn't lost Georgia yet. It was still up in the air. Like he'd won Arizona and Nevada, and he hadn't won Pennsylvania yet either. So it was really, really, really close. But it, it looked like Biden was still going to win. And so Kat Kerr responded to the fact that she made a prediction that Trump was going to win in a landslide. Her words, not mine. She responded to that with this video. Let's give it a watch. And if you will remember, one of the things he had me say was that Trump would win by a landslide. Okay. Now, in man's mind, in their human mind, they already put together what they think that means. Right. But many times, as we know in the word or even just from experience ourselves, especially as a prophet, that doesn't ever mean what man thinks it means. OK, so what I'm picking up from this is she said that Trump was going to win in a landslide and then he failed miserably. And now she has to explain why she was wrong. So she's backtracking, backpedaling, trying to explain that landslide doesn't actually mean landslide. You know, we use this word landslide in English, and we've used the same definition for like ever. But, uh, you know, to God, apparently, it means a completely different thing. And God talks to this woman and this woman alone, and this is what he told her. And if you will go and check out and see how a landslide starts, it starts with a few stones. Usually the smaller ones start first, and then that causes the land to move beneath the rest of them. And then eventually nothing can stop that landslide from taking place. That is actually what's going to happen. Okay. So she's trying to draw a picture for us here. I'm trying to understand in, in good faith, even though I don't feel she deserves it. She's saying God said Trump would win in a landslide. Now to us, that means Trump is going to win with, I don't know, 310, 320 electoral votes hell 400 electoral votes why not that's a landslide right but she's saying that landslide means the exact opposite of what landslide means what is she trying to say is going to happen here she says it starts with small numbers and then it builds up what does that mean and there are many lies that have been um done many lies that have gone forth about things from the left and uh, I'm not naming names. God will fully expose all this himself. Oh, please name names. I would love it if you named names. Please, 
make a bigger fool of yourself. That would be absolutely glorious. So needless to say, Trump lost. He has no path to victory, no path to victory whatsoever. The Electoral College votes have been counted and now officially certified by Congress. Biden will be the president on January 20th, 2020, period. That's all there is to it. So how did she respond to that news? She actually claimed that God told her personally, she says she's a prophetess, God talks to her. She claimed that God told her Trump would be president. He would be inaugurated January 20th, 2020. So what happened next? This is her response to the information that Trump is not going to be inaugurated on the 20th. Can you not stand and not turn to the left and give yourself as a partner to the evil that wants to take this land? Now that we've gotten the energy from this video, let me give you a little bit of lead up. This is her telling us what God told her. So this is information coming directly from God to us. She's acting as a conduit. Basically, what she's saying here, this information she's giving us, for all intents and purposes, she's saying you could write it in a new Bible book. This is inspired scripture from God that's coming from her mouth right now. The book of Kerr chapter 2 verse 3 or something. I don't know. But let's, let's start over with that information in mind. This is coming straight from God. Now let's see what God has to tell us about Trump's election. Can you not stand and not turn to the left and give yourself as a partner to the evil that wants to take this land? Well, I say no. It will not happen. I'm sorry, man. I know she's angry. I know that she's all torn up inside. And as the Trump supporters said before, they feel like they got dumped, right? But this just brings me so much joy. I love it. I'm just eating this shit up, seriously. It will end and it will be done because I say it will be done. Watch my hand move. Now that man is done with their process, I will put my show on. And no one will ever forget when that happens. There will be great celebrations in the streets of this country and around the world. That great victory has come on behalf of the body of Christ, on behalf of my America, that I'm not giving up to any enemy. Notice how she's like framing it and like how she's structuring her sentences. She's structuring it a lot like the Bible, right? She's structuring her sentences like you would read it out of the Bible. Joseph Smith did the exact same thing when he wrote the Book of Mormon. He structured it kind of like how you would read straight out of the Bible. Anyway, I'm not going to get into Joseph Smith right now. Uh, let's, let's keep listening to her. So be ready to see what will happen, regardless of what they show, the lying, frying news. The lying, frying news. That's what God called it. The lying, frying news. That's what he said. Those are his words, his exact words. Because this is important. This is inspired scripture, right? If you wrote this down, scholars in 2,000 years will be combing through this and looking at the exact words that, that you put in this book and how they are spaced out and where they are in relation to other words 
So lying frying is what God said, right? I, I just want to make sure we're correct on this. And the liars and the stealers and the takers will pay greatly for what they have tried to do, for they will fail and fail greatly in every way. Because Doesn't look like anybody's failing except for Trump. Looks to me like Trump's failing miserably. That landslide will pull every one of them down and justice will be served, says your God. So stand in the light or run to the darkness, but nothing will stop me from my plan of putting my son, Donald Trump, my son, back in that White House. Putting my son, Donald Trump, back in the White House. Is she implying that Donald Trump is like Jesus? Is that what she's implying? Because God only ever called Jesus his son, right? I mean, he calls everybody his children or whatever. We're all God's children or whatever. But saying that Trump is God's son like that may implies some kind of a divine aura to Trump, doesn't it? Is it just me or? And putting my son, Donald Trump, back in that White House, even if they inaugurate the villain and try to put him there, I will kick him out. I will remove him and I will remove every obstacle that's in the way. Maybe they'll show that in the news, says your God. Is that what God said? Did he use that inflection too? She is upset, dude. She is very, very upset. Look at her smug smirk knowing she delivered God's message to us. She is angry. And she's not the only one. As I talked about recently, Trump supporters right now, Trumpists as I'm calling them, um, I'm calling them Trumpists and Qberts for QAnon supporters. Trumpists and Qberts. Those are the cult followers. They are completely detached from reality right now. They are angry. They are hurt. They believe that they've been wronged and persecuted and that there's no justice in the United States and they're ready to do something about it. This is something that we should be concerned about. But I'll be damned if it's not entertaining to watch her scream her head off. Let's take a look at Super Chats. Ramba, I binge watch hours of Cat Kerr videos one time. She's nuts, but I still find it fascinating. I don't know why. Thank you for your videos. I enjoy your content. Thank you for watching. Yeah, she is very, very fascinating. She's a fascinating person. I don't know. She's just a very, very odd person. Alicia Kerr, I think that's right. I think Christian culture and Q are connected by anti-intellectualism. They both reject science and believe that globalism is bad. I agree. I think that's very possible. Halo 2, WW. Also want to let you know, since I started watching your channel, my debate skills have improved greatly. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Although I don't debate a whole lot myself, but I do engage in street epistemology from time to time. And that's kind of a Socratic reasoning type of style. So anyways, I'm glad that, you know, I've been able to help in any way. Zolfner, oh, and no one likes you. I think you're full of it. I think people do like me, at least a couple. At least my girlfriend and my cats and my kid. I can guarantee at least those four people like me, I think. Jesse Schodel, I don't like to call religious people insane, but Cat Kerr seems le legitimately unhinged. Religious people are not insane um, by default. I agree with you. Religion is not a mental illness. I know that's a contentious issue, but it is not. Clinically speaking, it's not. You know, I go through the DSM-5 sometimes, and 
There are differences between delusion and religion. And Richard Dawkins even talked about this in his book, The God Delusion. He said he actually picked the wrong word for it. It's not delusion. And he's discussed it with psychologists, and they recommended creating a new word, relusion, for religious delusion. But he chose delusion anyways for his own reasons, and that's fine, whatever. But the point is, it's not a mental illness, and I understand that. And most others do too. But this woman, outside of her religious belief, she is a fucking nutcase, seriously. Uh, let's see, godless blessings. We, more hypno-Christian pastors, show their colors. Okay, interesting. Nora Galvin, we all know dogs rule. Lol, JK, kitties rule too. Here's for tuna for the cats. Awesome. I will give them treats in a little while. Thank you so much. I've never owned a dog long term. I mean, I've, I've had a dog for a short while, but, you know, only a couple of months, and then he ended up going to somebody else, so. I've only ever owned cats long term. My current cat, I've had him for like five years or something like that. Philosopher King Gaming, is this be from before or after the attempt to coup? You know what? I'm not sure, actually. Um, let me find out real quick. I'll find out. Hang on. Let me look. Let me pull it up and see when this was posted officially. Um, this was posted January 8th. This video was posted January 8th to Right Wing Watch's Twitter account. So I believe it was after, I think. But no guarantees on when she actually released it. Budazumi. I need to fix my Patreon, but wanted to give you money. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I haven't seen you around in a while. Welcome. If you are who I think you are, you had a different name on Discord, right? I believe I've had you on my channel a couple of times, I think. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Zolfner, still waiting for my debate. Another day. Downbeat Dialga. The irony that despite our country's name, because of its leader, we are, f we are anything but united right now. Yep. Exactly right. It's fucking sad, man. I can't stand it. I can't stand where the country is right now. I just hope we can successfully pull ourselves out of this fucking hole. Bob Mulligan, you went from one cult to another. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> Was I ever mighty? Um, I, I completely disagree that I am in a cult right now. I just, there's no evidence for that. If you have evidence for it, then present it. No need to disrespect Qbert like that, Jesse Shuttle. <laughs> I like the name Qbert. I think it's cute. I think it's a good name for QAnon people, Qberts. I, I like it a lot. I'm going to use it in the future. Professor Newman. Hey, at what point do you think you can save or deconvert a friend. A former friend fell into the Trump cult and I failed a few times trying to engage with them. You got to go into the situation understanding that there are no guarantees that you're going to be able to save them. There are no guarantees you're going to be able to pull them out, period. Un unfortunately, if there were guarantees and if I knew how, my mom wouldn't be a Jehovah's Witness still. But deprogramming is difficult and complicated and doesn't always work. So the best you can do is try to have what relationship you can have with these people, you know, while you're still here. While everybody's still here, just do the best you can. It's a real disappointing fact that people are stuck in this shit and, and may never find their way out. You Badger. Hello from Brazil. Just wanted to say we also have a lot of JWs here and it's funny how every hard question I have for them, they say they will need to talk to an elder about it and quickly deflect. Exactly. But you got to pin them down on that shit. I mean, you know, non-confrontationally nicely. Pin them down. Don't let them get away with that shit. Look it up. You know, what? look, don't you know this stuff? Let's look it up together. Let's figure this out. That's how they always do. They always back when they're backed into a corner. They back right into the elders. They're like, oh, I got to talk to them first. I don't know. Well, if you're not sure, then maybe you should withhold belief. Maybe don't believe 
what you do until you're very sure, right? This seems like an important issue. I recently lost my cat. This is from the Branches 2K, I think. I recently lost my cat. She was with me for 15 years. Got her off the streets of El Paso in the army. She was with me through my addiction to sobriety. That's rough, man. I'm so sorry to hear that, that you lost your cat. Yeah. My cat has not been with me through my addiction or sobriety, just through my sobriety. I've had him since after I got clean again, but I'm really glad to hear that, you know, you had a buddy through all of it because that shit's pretty fucking rough, man. Anyways, um, you know, that's, that's one of the hard things about having pets is knowing that maybe they won't always be here. And that sucks, but I guess enjoy the time that you have with them, right? Jess H, please boop the kitty snoot. I don't see the kitty snoot. Once I see the snoots, I will boop the holy fuck out of them just for you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk about a West Virginian congressman getting caught participating in the riot at the Capitol. So give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next article I wanted to look at is by the New York Times. It's entitled, West Virginia Lawmaker Among Those Who Stormed the U.S. Capitol. And obviously, this one's a little close to my heart because I live in West Virginia currently. I may not live here forever, not even for the next year, but I live here now, and that's why this is important to me. The representative's name who was involved was Derek Evans, and I was surprised to find I'd covered him before. I covered him on the the podcast through a Friendly Atheist article by Hemant Mehta. The title was, Anti-WV House Candidate Has Restraining Order for Stalking Women. So let me give you just kind of a brief overview of what happened. If you're really curious about the whole thing, you can go check the clip on my channel. But basically what happened was, this guy was going to the only women's clinic in West Virginia, in the capital of Charleston, West Virginia. And he was harassing women who were going into the women's clinic. Uh, bear in mind, this women's clinic, it, it does more than just... They do all kinds of stuff there. They do ultrasounds and, and all kinds of other shit. So the fact that he was just like harassing random people is kind of fucked up and pointless. But he ended up getting a restraining order filed on him because, you know, they didn't want him harassing people anymore. And big surprise, he violated the restraining order. Evans was found by a Kanawha County magistrate, which is where Charleston is, Kanawha County, last year to have engaged in stalking and made repeated credible threats of bodily injury to a woman who worked at the Women's Health Center in Charleston. It's the state's only facility to offer services. Nine days after he was served, Evans violated that restraining order, leading to an extension that does not expire until December 31st, 2020. Well, guess what? That's expired now, isn't it? Court documents provided by one victim's attorney show County Magistrate Joseph L. Shelton granted the order, saying Evans made credible threats and engaged in stalking as defined by West Virginia State Code. Evans was ordered by the courts to stay away from the victim, including her place of work. Holy shit, dude. 
but nine days after being served, Evans showed back up at the Women's Health Center. When Charleston police officers responded to a call that Evans was violating a restraining order by being at the center, he gave them false information about the court order. And then went on to become a congressman for the state of West Virginia. Yes, this man, ladies and gentlemen, is a congressman for West Virginia. Not only that, he was caught at the riots at the Capitol this, this past week. So this article's by the New York Times. Let's give it a read and see what it says. This is written by Campbell Robertson. A newly elected lawmaker from West Virginia was among the mob of Trump supporters who stormed the United States Capitol on Wednesday, filming as he stood among the crowd outside a door, rushed with them inside, and then wandered through the halls along with the scores of others who had breached the building. The lawmaker, Derek Evans, posted the video to his Facebook page, genius idea, where he goes by Derek Evans, the activist, on Wednesday afternoon, but he later deleted it. Wise decision. Let me give you a piece of advice, old buddy. If you're going to break the law, turn your phone off while you do it. Seems like a really fucking bad idea to live stream you breaking the law, dumbass. Mr. Evans, who was elected as a Republican state delegate in November, posted several videos from the events of the day, both narrating and joining in Stop the Steel Chance with throngs of other Trump supporters. Let me just explain how this works, because I know I have some Jehovah's Witnesses or ex-Jehovah's Witnesses in the audience who didn't grow up around politics, who don't know anything about it, because I didn't know anything about it until recently. We have three branches of government, right? We've got the, we've got Congress, we've got the Supreme Court, or the Judicial Branch, and we have the Executive Branch, which covers the presidency, right? Congress is split up into the House of Representatives and the Senate. Two senators per state, so a total of 100 senators right now, unless we add more. The House of Representatives is split up a little bit differently, though. We have, I think, 538 House members total from all different states. It's based on how many people you have in your state. So California naturally has like a billion House of Representatives members, and West Virginia, I think, only has three, right? Plus the two senators. That's considered all of our Congress. Well, it, it breaks down further on the state level. So those are our federal representatives. We have federal senators and federal House members. And then on the state level, we have the same kind of thing where it's split up into uh, counties, I believe. So Derek Evans, this representative, he, he was a state-level congressman. I believe a, a state-level House of Representatives for West Virginia. Um, he was a far lower level than our federal uh, House members. But anyway, that's how it works. So let's keep reading and see what else this has to say. Mr. Evans, who was elected as a Republican state delegate in November, posted several videos from the events of the day, both narrating and joining in Stop the Steel chants with throngs of other Trump supporters. In the video that was deleted, he's among a crowd that shoved up against a door at the Capitol's east front, some chanting and others loudly singing the national anthem. Those at the front door appear to be trying to get inside while Mr. Evans gives a running commentary on the attempts. Make no mistake, these people are terrorists. That's what they are. There is no other word for this. And the fact that they're running around singing the national anthem and saying the Pledge of Allegiance and talking about patriotism and loving your country, all that shit, 
has been permanently linked in my mind with terrorist organizations now. The national anthem is permanently linked in my mind as a terrorist organization's war cry, if you will, or battle song. Seriously, think about how sad that is. The fact that it, uh, an organization like this has picked up the patriotic symbols of your country, and every time you hear that shit now, you think about them. That's wrong. That's really sad. Really disappointing. Let's keep reading. We're going in, he says, at one point turning the camera to show himself wearing a helmet. What a fucking idiot. Suddenly the crowd moves quickly and the crowd rushes in. One woman screaming, we did it. And Mr. Evans shouting, Derek Evans is in the Capitol. You idiot. Oh my God. This guy is an idiot. Seriously. What... How did he manage to win a state Congress seat? He is such a moron. What was he thinking? Let's keep reading. What follows is a tour through the main floor of the Capitol, passing through the rotunda and the hall of statuary, filming scores of other Trump supporters who had stormed in ahead of him and appear unsure of what to do next. Some are posing with statues and others are filming themselves on their phones. Chants of Trump and freedom breakout. Mr. Evans yells several times to the people milling around not to commit any vandalism. They've already broken a law. They've already broken a law. They broke into this place and entered it against the law. This is like felony level shit in some cases. Committing vandalism is the least of their worries at this point. Seriously. And they were armed. You're not allowed to have weapons in that, that building. He yelled several times to people milling around not to commit any vandalism, insisting this is our house and we respect it. What a weirdo. To one man who appears to be a Capitol security officer, he says, God bless you, sir. We still respect you. Adding that there was nothing personal about what they were doing. Another officer asks him and a group of others to head to the exit, a directive that he ignores. Patriots inside, baby, he shouts. What is wrong with this guy? There is co there's commotion far down a hallway, and someone tells Mr. Evans that some people are trying to break into one of the chambers. He turns away and walks down the hall, shouting, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're in here right now. Who thought this was going to happen today? He then tries to start a chant of USA, USA, as the video ends several minutes later, and he appears to be looking for an exit. In a statement on Facebook on Wednesday evening, Mr. Evans said that he has traveled across the country to film many different events, and that earlier he had the opportunity to film at another d event in D.C. Oh, he's just a traveling uh, reporter, right? He's just there to kind of see what's happening. He wasn't a Trump supporter or anything, right? What a fucking moron, dude. This guy is in neck deep, and he knows it. Oh, my God, he's so stupid. There's more to the story, though. There's more to this story, so let's finish this out, and I'll get to it. I want to assure you all that I did not have any negative interactions with law enforcement, nor did I participate in any destruction that may have occurred, he wrote. I was simply there as an independent member of the media to film history. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet that's what you were doing. The Speaker of the West Virginia House of Delegates, Roger Hanshaw, said in a statement on Wednesday night that he had not spoken to Delegate Evans about today's events, though he said he saw what was posted on social media. He added that storming government buildings and participating in a violent, intentional disruption of one of our nation's most fundamental political institutions is a crime 
that he should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Good point. I agree. So guess what? There is a little bit more to this story. There's a video that goes along with this, and I just want you guys to watch. Watch this shit. Anything you want to say on his behalf? He's a fine man. No. And thank you, Mr. Trump, for inviting a ride at the White House. And you're his grandmother? I'm his grandmother. She does not sound happy about the situation. He is not a fine man. He's a piece of trash, as evidenced by what he did on January 6th. We watched what type of man he was. The entire world did. We don't need his grandmother telling us how good he is. We know he's not. It, it was presented to me that this is Derek Evans being arrested right here. That's, that's what I was... That's what I was told. That's supposed to be him. Obviously, it's hard to tell because he's wearing a hoodie and everything. But he appears to be white, and he appears to be male, if that tells us anything. I guess there, you know, there aren't very many other distinguishing features among the other rioters at the, uh, at the Capitol building. This was one of the most glorious things I watched. So here's the question. What happens now? Does he continue to be a congressman? Does he get to stay in office? Being a felon does not preclude you from running for office or winning a seat in office in most cases. The president can be a felon. You can run for the presidency, and be a felon. But in many cases, in many states, you can't vote for the president if you're a felon. Kind of ass backwards if you ask me. Ultimately, though, it doesn't really matter because Derek Evans resigns West Virginia House after entering U.S. Capitol with mob. Look at this shit-eating grin on this guy's face. Derek Evans, facing federal charges for entering the U.S. Capitol with a mob, has resigned from West Virginia's House of Delegates. I hereby resign as a member of the House of Delegates, effective immediately, Evans said in a one-page letter submitted to Governor Jim Justice in the House. The House released another statement from Evans expressing regret. Well, it's a little late for regret, isn't it? Maybe try not participating in an insurrection on the United States government next time, and you won't need to feel any regret over that, right? Honestly, I never felt the need to participate in an insurrection in my life. Never occurred to me. I always tried to work within the system instead of without the system. I don't know what this guy was thinking or what he was doing, but he wasn't using his head, I can tell you that. I'm just glad to see the guy gone, honestly. Let's take a look at Super Chats. Jerusha Strickwerda. You helped my husband and I find our way out of Mormonism. Just wanted to say thank you. We appreciate the work you put into all your videos. That's awesome. I'm glad I could help in some small way. But honestly, ultimately, really, it was you who did all of the work. You wouldn't have been able to find your way out if you hadn't been willing to hear me out in the first place. So thank you for coming to my channel and deciding to listen. That was the hard part, deciding to listen in the first place. Zolfner. Wow, thank you, Zolfner. More because I'm not trolling now, but I don't think people like you are open to what happened and why. You're only open to my views because I pay. I'm not a total ass about how do we have actual conversations. Okay, so let me break that down a little bit. Because I pay... And I'm not a total ass 
how do we have actual conversations? Okay, you're not a total ass. That's the key, I think. Um, I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody about anything on Twitter. If you had come to me and talked to me in good faith and honestly on Twitter, I would have had the conversation either way, whether you were paying or not. The only reason the conversation's happening here instead of Twitter is because this is the medium that you chose. Uh, as long as you're not an ass about it, that's really what ultimately matters to me. How do we have actual conversations? By approaching them in good faith, approaching them in a nice way. That's really the only way, in a non-confrontational way. Only way to get people to listen is to do it in a non-confrontational way. And try not to approach them in a way or with information that's going to immediately shut them down. If you start throwing information at them that's going to shut them down, then that's the end of the conversation. That's, you know, you didn't accomplish anything. I would say that's the key. I know exactly what happened, though, what you said here. I don't think people like you were open to what happened and why. I know what happened, and I know why it happened. Trump felt the power of controlling a crowd and thought that he could use that to his advantage to kind of scare people into voting the way he wanted them to in Congress. What he didn't realize is the fact, or didn't care about, or didn't think ahead enough to realize, is that you don't control crowds after they're on the move. Once you rile somebody up and point them in a direction, what happens next is out of your control. I don't know if Trump intended for them to be violent or just didn't think ahead enough to realize that they would be, but it's still on him either way, period. It's his fucking fault. He did it. So anyway, that's my take on it. Tyler Cross, during the BLM protest, we had, we had strict op sex to protect ourselves. Some chose to take the risk in live stream, but we never broke the law. That's the, the key, isn't it? I think it's a smart idea to live stream if you're not planning on breaking the law. If you're planning to break the law, turn your phone off. But you know what? I was going to point this out. This is a good object lesson in why violence is a bad idea. Everybody on the left right now, look at those Trump supporters and what they did to the Capitol. What do you think about them? They're fucking psychos, right? That's what that's what happens when people get violent. The, the people who don't agree with them politically, they view them as psychos. They view them as complete nutcases. Using violence makes you look like a nutcase. Use nonviolent demonstrations to accomplish your goals. That's really the best way. You shut people down and they lose interest and they think you're crazy and they dismiss you out of hand if you get violent. That's how it works. Heather Rose is our flyer. Okay, I, I saw this. I, I've read this name correctly like that like a billion times. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You did not have to do that. When I escaped the first Christian Fellowship Ministries International cult, I had nowhere to go. Please add this to the apostate refuges coffers. Thank you for letting me help by proxy roll on. I appreciate that. Although you can't count that as tax deductible right now because we don't have tax deductible. I'm sorry. We don't have nonprofit status yet. So bear that in mind. That's why I haven't actually opened donations for it. But thank you. I really appreciate that. And I will. I will put that in the account. I'm supposed to be opening the bank account for it in two days. So I'll put that in there as soon as we're done. Faye Ellen Schwarzentraub. Hope that got that right. I have the same cringe feeling when I see U.S. flags on a house now. Don't feel patriotic, just scared. Exactly right. Exactly. This terrorist organization has co-opted the symbols of patriotism and freedom 
in this country and I no longer feel patriotic or proud of my country. I feel cringe and disgusted. That's sad. That's real sad. Eclo Strange. Big fan. Used used to be RLDS. Oh shit. Interesting. Also, unfortunately, my ex my ex-favorite band's founder guitarist, John Schaefer of Iced Earth, was one of those who stormed. Damn, dude, I'm sorry. There's a band that I really like, Deftones. The singer's a flat earther and an anti-vaxxer. That's so sad. That's heartbreaking. I would be torn to shreds, dude, if, like, Maynard James Keenan from Tool had stormed the Capitol. I'd have been so sad. Like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing to yourself right now? You just destroyed your career and my interest in your career. That's sad. But he didn't. He didn't. Maynard James Keenan isn't that stupid. Although I do disagree with him on a lot of things. He's not that stupid, I guess. That's really sad, though, dude. I hate it. Zolfner, I think you're stupid, but that one comment of you helping a person made me feel happy, so here's more money. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen and i will talk to you next week if you like what i do and you want to make sure i can continue to do it you can support me in a few ways first you can support me on patreon that's probably the best way but if you want to get something back for your support you can check out my teespring i sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there second you can support me by checking out my etsy store i sell 3d printed stands for every system from the original nintendo to the xbox one and finally if you want to support me in other ways you can check me out on my other channels i have the podcast channel which is where i talk about whatever's on my mind politics social issues Issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.